This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 16th of August. Justin, lockdowns have cost Australia's economy at least $17 billion over the last two months. And Juzzy Boy, economists expect a GDP hit of around 2.5% come September. That is big. B-Man, it's been revealed that soccer star Lionel Messi, his new contract doesn't just consist of big dollars. Really? It also consists of big crypto dollars oh. as part of the little welcome pack. Three really favourable stories today, Justin. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first, Baby Bunting, Australia's largest baby goods retailer, mm-hmm. has reported a huge 76% increase in net profits. Brett, you know a company has nailed it when you just can't get their jingle out of your head. <laughs> what is the story here? Okay, so as mentioned, Baby Bunting is Australia's biggest baby and maternity goods retailer. And Baby Bunting has 60 stores nationwide. And are worth around 730 million bucks. And B-Man, they're in a pretty reliable market. Yep. You see, in Australia, there are around 300,000 births each year. Mm-hmm. So baby items are less of a discretionary purchase and much more of a need to have. And Baby Bunting's had a cracker year. What's interesting, B-Man, is that sales of its private label and their exclusive products grew by over 30%. And it's all part of their big plan to push these private label products. So what's the key learning here? Private labeling is when retailers sell products under their own brand. Get this, Brad. Generally, retailers don't make heaps of money when they sell other companies' brands. In other words, the margins on branded products are pretty thin. Mm -hmm. In fact, sometimes they only make around 1% profit on the sale price of an outside brand. But Justin, profit margins on private label goods, they're often around 25 to 30%. Plus, they can be great for shoppers too, because private labels are often way cheaper than branded goods. And uh, we are seeing a huge influx of big names moving into the private label space. Uh We've seen it happening in the supermarket space with Coles and Woolies. And now we're starting to see it evolve into other retailers like Baby Bunting with its For Baby brand. For our second story, TikTok is adding more privacy protections for minors on its platform after seeing Chinese regulators crack down on its peers. Simple equation, Justin. TikTok see, TikTok (laughs) do. What is the story? All right, B-Man, we know TikTok is the $250 billion social media app where people can post clips of their model face, smile without your eyes, raise your eyebrows, that's your model face, (laughs) or answer questions I get asked with hand movements. And it's owned by a Chinese tech company named ByteDance. With a lazy $1.1 billion users around the world. Now, Justin, teens account for around 25% of TikTok's user base. So as a way to increase protections for their users under 18 years, TikTok is introducing new product changes. For example, if a user is under 16, they'll see a pop-up message when they try and post a video. And it will ask them to choose who can view their content followers, friends, or just them. Yep, so the everyone feature will be completely disabled. Mm. So what's the key learning here? Read the room, people. (laughs) China's in the middle of a huge tech crackdown. We've got China's version of Uber, Didi. They're facing a huge regulatory crackdown over data security concerns. Then we've got Chinese gaming company Tencent, who's facing allegations that it's not doing enough to protect minors. And you see, TikTok is reading this room, and they're saying, we don't want to get on regulators' bad side here. So they've actually decided to be proactive in their approach and make changes early on to avoid a similar fate. So the more TikTok does now to limit these bad behaviours, mm-hmm. the better off it will be in the long run. For our third and final story, sales at Weight Watchers are shrinking as consumers start to care less about their waistlines and more about their overall wellness. Ah, Weight Watchers. Now that's a name we haven't heard in a Blast little while. So what's the story? Okay, Weight Watchers, or as it's known now, WW, mm. is the $1.5 billion weight loss company that you might have so 
associate with the one, the only, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. Yep, and Oprah isn't just the face of the brand. She actually has an 8% ownership in the company. Alongside Kate Hudson, Tina Fey, and even singer Ciara. And even though many of us gained unwanted weight during the pandemic, mm-hmm. let's be honest, Weight Watchers <laughs> hasn't actually benefited at all. Which was a pretty huge surprise to them and to everyone else as well. In fact, Jazzy, they posted a 7% decline in sales last quarter. And their shares took a 30% dive as a result. So what is the key learning here? Consumers are still prioritizing health, but they're focusing on more holistic health goals. You see, people aren't satisfied with Weight Watchers' bird-like portions <laughs> to manage their weight. They're focusing on fitness apps. Which grew by 46% last year. They're focused on meditation apps. With Calm, the top-grossing health and fitness app. And then there's the new generation of meal kit delivery companies. Think Marley Spoon, HelloFresh. And B-Man, over the last few years, there's been a real shift over what is considered healthy. And Weight Watchers, or WW as you love to call them, <laughs> just hasn't kept up with the times. Flux family, we are officially here. The Flux weekly newsletter is now the Flux daily newsletter, and today is day one. Get around it, share it with your friends. You're going to absolutely love it. Hit up flux.finance newsletter to check it out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Flux.